Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Forever. Dog. When your town has let you down, when your porch has fallen short, when you're too worn out to run and need some ribs or a cinnabon, you need a place, a place for rock, a place for roll, a place where Oakland Raiders merch is sold, a sublime hot topic and billabong, a place where you can purchase a candy thong. So let's go take a walk. Let's all go to City Walk tonight. tonight. Podcast The Ride presents the City Walk Saga, a daily, 19-part, extremely necessary series exploring the stores, restaurants, and wonderful magic that make up Universal City Walk Hollywood. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, the City Walk Saga, Sector 18. <laughs> almost so close almost there that's, that's cr- you can feel it now when i heard 18 i laughed legitimately because it sounded fake i yeah. don't know why i just like oh that's yeah. too oh no that's the real number and that voice is mike carlson yes it is and this voice is Scott Wait, he had, you introduced him but not me that did was you forget confusing. scott's name no i was trying to set him up <laughs> i wouldn't put it past you because we're all getting delirious all it's getting been delirious. a long time um i it's a lot of days and i um for me this is the first time i don't go back and listen to the the podcast mm. so much i, I so either. much don't want to hear my own voice but yeah. for, i have been listening to these i think because the pressure's off they're less they're more loose and less fact-based and right. I, don't, I don't i don't feel like i'm uh, getting anything wrong or i'm not as worried about rambling or whatever because we're just talking about these inane experiences and i i was getting pretty delighted around five or six i wasn't like oh this isn't too much it's like fun and funny how much there are and mm-hmm. right around 10 11 I'm getting like this. Oh, now, now you're hitting the wall. Too, it is too much. Yeah, I mean, I've already hit the wall. I see, I hit I several see. walls recording them. Now I'm hitting a, a listening wall. Right. I listen to sectors two through six in one day, mm-hmm. just to help Mike with the QCing, mm-hmm. and. Um, Mm. I was physically tired by the end of the day. <laughs> well, I was also writing the descriptions, re- prepping the descriptions and, mm-hmm. and scheduling some posts. Got very, like I had to divide it up because it just gets so, uh, it gets a little monotonous. I also, I also found we, I've had less to like, some of them I've had a lot of ideas of, of ancillary content. And what was the one where I realized I had no ideas of what to tweet i think it was the one with like sketchers yeah i did the same thing it's really thin some yeah. of them are just thin Art. some of and them we are didn't, just but, thin. And we don't but that's i think the beauty of the the sector division is you don't know some of them seem like they're going to be nothing and then there's so much there and others uh there's nothing there cursed or yeah some, some are barren um but you know before we go too much further we should find out what today's Mm. Uh, lies in what what lies in store today and will it be uh will it be full of material or uh, a barren mm. desert boys boys today's sector is sector 18 
the Universal Hotels Hilton and Sheraton. Good luck, boys. Well, now I'm interested. You're back. Well, now we Scott. are. Jason's back too. The <laughs> hotels, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been looking forward to this one oh, the me whole too. time. And uh, research for this, not a chore. I've done plenty of research in the past. Um, I while I have not. Well, no, I did actually one time for for my birthday. Aaron got us a room at the Universal Hilton, uh, so I so I did stay at that one. But uh, the other, Sheridan, I haven't stayed at, but I've spent many a night at these hotels, wandering around. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm I'm just a hotel fan in general. Jason, Absolutely. I believe you've you have uh, with your family stayed at. I have stayed at both multiple times. Wow, how many times? If you if I may ask, I think two for the Sheraton and. Uh, maybe four times the really help. yeah no kidding and you just for the listener you live within yeah, five not, minutes yes of the I was not gonna I've give a street address city walk sometimes I will though if you DM me I will stop. give you Jason's street hey, address you stop that <laughs> uh, but yes I live close by but when my family comes to visit right. it feels like more of a vacation for me if I mm-hmm. stay with them wait a minute though but you choose are you in the same room as them um uh, usually, no, usually they, we get connecting room. I think the okay. one time my mom came out, just because it was their first time out here, sure. and, and I wanted to make sure they saw everything, and we got an early start. Because that's, that's the thing, thing to avoid with me, and I will go hang out with my parents at a hotel if I have my own space within yeah. it, but being in the same room as them but gets real. I think the very, maybe the first time, like 10 or 11 years ago, when my dad first came out, we stayed in the same room. But other times that he's gotten... Like two hotel rooms. Did you share a beer? And was he like, "I'm proud of you"? Did you have a moment? Uh, I I think you know we did. I did at the the late Great Rainforest Cafe. I think was the first place we had some beers. That was the first time you had a beer. Yeah, because I turned 21 when I was out here for school. Good morning, son. Uh, oh yeah, we, we we saw a concert where Ben Folds uh-huh. the backstage had just had his first beer with his grandson with eighteen yeah. with uh, Louis nice. right? Uh, wait, what's that? Louis was his, is his son's name? I don't know. Louis and Gracie, I believe. I, when I hear the name Louis, I just get a shiver. Oh, sorry. Now. I, uh, um, <laughs> I think of the great Louis Anderson. <laughs> no other comedy Louis. Uh, uh, do you remember where you first had a beer with your dad, or has it not happened? Uh, he, he doesn't, dr- had, like, he doesn't drink. Curacao. No drink. I see. Oh, Although, so not doesn't have not applicable. May have had a sip of wine with him out in California. And mm-hmm. literally, I think he sipped. Somebody put wine in front of us out here, and I think he was just being polite and sipped some. So that's that's sure. as close as it's gotten. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. I think I did it at a El Torito one time. How uh, old? Hills. A uh, couple of years, maybe twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Um, nice, nice moments. <laughs> so sometimes we can talk about nice, meaningful things. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. People like that. I think this one might be a more positive episode in general because yeah. we've all had a lot of good times at these hotels. I, I think the outing that we had, we we did a little hotel bar hop, one of my favorite activities to do, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I think this was one of the most pleasant city walk outings we've had the whole time. Uh, 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 partially because uh, Aaron and Lindsay and tomorrow's guest were there. Mm-hmm. That was a blast uh, um and that to me that's kind of the heart of of hotels and uh being cool and fun to explore Th- those those bars i've been a noted hotel bar fan for a long time <laughs> i think partially because um 
I, I've never taken to crowded Silver Lake at water mm-hmm. downtown kind of places. I don't ever understand why do you want to be in a crowded loud bar? Why do you ever want to be shouting over music? Right. Doesn't make any sense to me. And hotels are just naturally soothing, often seventy-five uh, percent <laughs> empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they're they're wonderful. They're relaxing, and you you also. Um, as as you've had staycations essentially with yeah. your parents when they come into town to even go spend a couple hours in a hotel you get that little endorphin of vacation yeah. feeling without even is, leaving your city and yeah, there's there's is, like there's two this is going to sound weird but there's a level of anonymity at hotel or, or uh, discretion <laughs> like sort of like yeah it's its own little contained you can kind of disappear you forget about the outside world, you mean a like little. you don't feel, you feel like you you check your troubles at the door? I think so. That may just be me. I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't like hotels. Certainly, with the I think um, a lot of I, I can't imagine who hates hotels. I know some people seem to gravitate more towards Airbnbs, but which I find a, a little. I don't I care. Don't I, I I'm fine with it. I'll stay in an Airbnb. Yes. Don't care for I it. Find though. it very utilitarian. I also don't like sleeping in someone's bed. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't no. like sleeping in a stranger's bed. I know plenty of strangers stay in a hotel, but the, for whatever reason, I don't associate the, that with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an it's become a necessity that people do Airbnb financially, and that yes. makes sense. Yeah. It's often a way, especially if you're spending more than a week, if you're spending a long time uh, out of town, and that's that to me also is why like just going to a hotel in your city mm-hmm. and hanging out there for a while, mm-hmm. you get that little fix without spending a ton of money, right? Uh, and then maybe a fix you haven't had for a long time. Probably a lot of us more likely spent a lot of time at hotels as kids because yeah. we were with our parents who had money and were willing to uh, splash around right uh not to make any uh, assumptions but yeah you're a you're a vacation club kind of guy oh yeah yeah we would the, always stay at hotels in florida we i don't think i i don't think i had a, an appreciation for the hotel bar though until i started going to comic-con yeah for multiple days it's a big part of the culture because like you try to get into big parties and i like once in a while i like some insane thing because on comic-con on occasion i can sneak in somewhere and there's like acrobats and the music's way too loud yeah and yeah maybe it's an open bar and like that's fun to see that but you know one of the one of the best traditions of comic-con is going to that hyatt bar oh yeah high, right? the yeah at the top of uh well the I usually it's I like that we, we you and I shared a, a sunset at that high had a romantic <laughs> sunset bar two, two or three years ago at John Lennon quotes uh, written on the glass yes um, but I'm more referring to the ba- like the low level or the first the level the lobby bar the lo- thank yeah. you the lobby where the, bar where the old comics pros a lot of yeah, hang yeah, out old comics Kibet writers and, and artists are just hanging out there and you go and get a little table and that's a nice tradition of Comic Con for the last god maybe seven years now where the been legends going down, and the riff raff can meet mm-hmm. and mingle yeah it's, it's pretty actually cool um but it's yeah it's great um, yeah and i bet yeah i totally agree i had more fun at that the comic-con it's so strange all that uh the the kind of jostling to get in to get on the list and are you on the list mm-hmm. and you know you should be in this line and then you get in there and there's nowhere to move and uh i remember the first time i went to comic-con there was a bunch of that and there was a party at the hard rock hotel down uh-huh. there this oh, is now the seventh, that's impossible seventh, uh, yeah yeah seventh hard rock uh, uh <laughs> episode uh, uh wherever <laughs> uh 
Uncharted <laughs> Rock. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep climbing them up. But it was whatever this party was was promised to be star studded. Then wait till you when you were mingling the- with the top tier talent in Hollywood up there, and the one recognizable figure was Wolf from American Gladiators. <laughs> Is that oh, the correct name, or was he yeah, named Wolf, like Coyote Wolf, or something? Yeah. Jason yeah. He's a real Wolf. sweetheart. Oh, he really? He was like the nicest Jason guy. Jason was a PA or I was an term? audience page, which became like a catch-all for do anything. So you knew on Wolf. the American. Yes, Wolf was very. All the all the gladiators were were nice. That's good. Um, you, you didn't get to have a beer with Wolf, though. Wolf didn't say he was proud of you. No, we had some late nights. I think that might have been the latest <laughs> I've ever spent on a studio lot. As I spent twenty one hours straight on the Sony lot. Jeez. Once. And how it was, much did you get paid for that day? Did you uh, get overtime? I think I did get over. Okay. It, it did get overtime because at least it double was, time. I double time if it's twenty one hours. I, it was definitely double time at a certain point, but it was writer strike filler. And so they oh, were right. churning stuff out. They were throwing money at these reality right. shows. Right after that, the arena was converted into, I believe, the set for My Dad is Better Than Your Dad, which is, as I say that out now, leaves such a bad taste in my mouth that that was a TV show. <laughs> you find that offensive? I mean, I, yeah, find it kind <laughs> Everyone's of Everyone's dad taste. has their good qualities. We shouldn't be judging dads one, second, one against each I other. Get, yeah, no, give them a break. Can you imagine being in that scenario where that phrase comes out of your mouth and you mean it? Mm-hmm. Awful. Yeah. What? What? It, like if we, if if we were all if we if if things had gone the wrong way on our night of hotel bar drinking and what and we were all shouting that at each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that would really devol- have devolved. What a nightmare. Um, let's try it. Let's put all of our dads at an official truce right now. They're at a truce. Yeah, They're I all agree. Great. Um. So where were we going with all that? Uh, oh, Wolf, Comic Con, hotels, yeah, hotel bars, hotel, hotel bars, bars. affection for hotels, great yeah. spots, room to breathe, oxygen to the brain, and mm-hmm. we did a little tour of both of them. And maybe we should go in the order that we that we hit them up. Sure. Now is okay. Not to question the sector keepers' logic, right? But. Uh, I, I, I have no problem, obviously, with talking about these places and them being part of the City Walk saga. Would you really consider these part of City Walk? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the resort overall. So it is, I, I you can make an argument either way. If City Walk is just in the, the boundaries of that map... But on the map, are the hotels sort of indicated or no? I don't no? think they're on the map. I forget. If they're not on the not map. Not in like an Alaska and Hawaii kind of thing in the corner? They're maybe? not. Yeah, they're not just separate. I mean, probably not technically on City Walk because they're not connected to the street. But I guess the further we question this, we would be robbing the sector keeper of strength. Right. And he needs that he's going into this there. final one. He's, yeah. he's we're kicking him over the finish there. line. Not, not kicking him. No, that would take strength no. away. Okay. Let's uh, uh, put him up on a pedestal. The sector keeper is wonderful. Yeah. The hotels are wonderful. I'm yeah. glad to be talking about them. So, but if you are leaving City Walk. <laughs> Actually, we started we started our journey around the globe, like around the park, and then we yeah. went kind of back the, the the far way to the east of the property. But now we're going all the way back to the west. Mm-hmm. So if you're leaving the theme park and you go from the from the fountain, you have to like walk on side streets or through this weird there's a pedestrian, pedestrian bridge to get over to the Hilton, and the Hilton's the one uh, more atop the hill. It's higher up, and it's the more recently. 
added hotel. It was added in the 80s, and the Sheraton is... I'm, I'm really putting a T on Sheraton, because it's confusing, because right. you're Sheridan. Yeah, so I don't sh- see anything from this hotel chain. Oh, you're My not, family you're not sees an heir? no benefit, yeah. Oh, sorry to hear You've that. You've tried, but it's, they're not, oh, no yeah, one's going to... tried, yeah. <laughs> You've tried to claim you're a long-lost child of the Sheraton family. Yeah, that didn't work. Claiming I was D.B. Cooper's son didn't work. Mm. Uh, you know, you got to try some cons to get ahead in this town. I got to see if I can claim that I'm, if I started claiming I'm Scott Starwood to try to get Starwood <laughs> oh, rewards well, points. Oh, well, you know, I the do family wish. keeps growing. At the the very Starwood le- family keeps growing. At the very least, that's a good uh, professional wrestling name. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'll file that <laughs> Scott away. Scott Starwood, the heir Starwood. to the Starwood hotel chain. Uh, so anyways this one was added this this is the second hotel added at universal it was added in the 80s and to really get it into my wheelhouse uh i want to talk about the architect of this hotel because i think this place is beautiful this is like exactly my aesthetic it's steel and big brass poles and Mm. those like that super reflective glass uh and giant atriums it just makes multiple me multiple atriums yes there's yeah. so many there's so many atriums. atriums and that walk that you can do kind of the way you end up entering because the official entrance is on the other side like closer to the freeway into the hill uh, that's where the cars enter from but as a pedestrian you get to go through all these weird empty ballrooms i mean yes. i'm sure they're not yeah. always empty but um but when but but typically late at night there's no weddings going on or anything mm-hmm. but like yeah amazing grand event spaces and chandeliers huge chandeliers lift drivers very easy to confuse lift drivers of where the hotel lobby or where they should pick you up yeah because yeah. if you type in at least this used to be the case i was up there once and called for a lift and the button the like pin drops when you look up Sheraton Uni- or Universal Hilton it drops by the ballrooms it doesn't drop by the lobby oh okay very uh, confusing so yeah. yeah I think you're in trouble getting there and then we when we picked up a lift on the way back um, the lift driver said so you guys from out of town oh no we were just hanging out at the hotel oh, okay are you like visiting friends from out of town no <laughs> so why were you, what were you doing there oh we were just like at the bar Oh, really? So they have a good bar? Is it like, what is it like, uh, you know, like good prices? Is it kind of cheap? <laughs> no, 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 everything absolutely is not. Way more expensive than it would be at a regular bar. Hmm. Oh, silence. Rest <laughs> of the ride. Uh, it is a little hard to explain. Uh-huh. But as we'll get to, uh, that is not an uncommon thing to do for the Sheraton Bar, or at least it didn't used to be. Wait, what do you mean? It used to be a big haunt for people to hang out, including oh, yes. one notable luminary oh, who will we'll get to but oh, yes. uh, i we think a lot of people famous would, denizen of the of the sheraton yeah, and the sheraton Park. i think a lot of people would go they the articles i read seem to indicate that people would go and watch games and it and seemed the, like the bar and uh, it was really happening yeah. yeah um but let's let's let me talk about another luminary Please. for a second mm-hmm. william Pereira is the architect of this of the universal hilton and let me just list some of the other things that he or perhaps his firm it might not all be literally this man but william william Pereira, one of the great architects we talked about John Jurdy, who built CityWalk, he's one of those figures I've I've looked up and found very cool to read. You just like some of these people, you look at their works and your jaw drops. How could this all have been the same mm-hmm. person? And his is one of the craziest. The main one, the main feather in his cap, the LAX theme building, which is oh. that central 
Jetsons pod right. at LAX. That's cool. Uh, which at one point had a, a Disney alien bar on the, the top of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, which that thing is like the only pleasant aspect of LAX. It's like the only thing that makes you okay with being there. That you get to see this cool, bizarre piece of architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, I think I, I believe there was a Beck tour where he used that a picture of that as a backdrop. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is so much shorthand in pop culture. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is shorthand for you're in LA now. Mm-hmm. Here's the weird, the weird airport for this weird city of stars and celebs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it gets you in the state that LA is a little bit kooky. Mm-hmm. It's Different. like you just landed in a UFO. And you're not going to recognize y- you landed in the UFO. I'm getting confused by my own point well, here. Some of these celebs do seem like aliens. Am I right, fellas? If uh, if there's any truth to Men in Black, Men in Black uh, too. Sure. Oh uh, uh, some of the other things this guy's built the uh, the geisel library named after uh, uh, dr seuss this crazy abstract like brutalist library at ucsd in san diego where aaron went if anybody knows this offhand what i'm talking about it looks like an escher painting it's totally insane the transamerica pyramid in san francisco also this guy the big famous san francisco pyramid the disneyland hotel was this guy the original oh. carthay circle was this guy oh, not wow. the theme park but the, the real the restaurant theater. that is the now theater. yes oh yeah. yeah it was a theater not a restaurant uh the original place that now is like the main landmark at california but is sorely right. needed the original architecture was by this guy also built communicore at epcot really yes and i get a pretty epcotty vibe from this universal Hilton. yeah it definitely seems like a lost pavilion and a very huh. tall one at that uh so this guy indelible influence on theme park world and theme park architecture and did awesome stuff in the 60s 70s and 80s also built most of irvine and newport beach like almost oh. every primary building in those uh, those weird cities so this if, guy. if his works are beck albums <laughs> what would that this hotel the universal uh carthay was like early cool one out of the gate that's mellow gold uh-huh. uh lax theme building just like primary classic so that's Odelay. right bizarre experimental one is the guys a library mm-hmm. and that would be midnight vultures right um and then i don't know the acoustic ones or maybe maybe those are just like more functional buildings mm. those are just like buildings right. that, that work stuff well you and keep right. people inside calm mm. and uh that's that's irvine irvine is uh the, the whole of irvine it's is just sea change yeah 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> sure. oh too sad for me sea change Oh. oh, that's true. See, so the, that's the, the breakup album. Yeah. Beautiful album art, though. You never want to uh, return to Sea Change a little too. No. Uh, you don't like actively put it on. I'll go in just on Lost Cause once in a while, but I don't do the whole one. Yeah. That that's the enough. one little bit of like, but boy, that one gets, yeah, that gets grim. Mm. I don't know. I um I don't know. Did, I, I don't know that William Pereira built a prison or anything, mm. but maybe that would be Sea Change <laughs> mm-hmm, if he mm-hmm. ever constructed a prison. Um, oh, but you know, also... Beck doing pretty great work here later in his career. Mm-hmm. I thought Colors is cool. Oh, he's, he has like yeah, hit yeah. singles recently. And, and, you know, Beck's staying relevant decades in, just like William Pereira, the final building this guy built, and it was opened after his death. But the last one that he worked on, Fox Plaza, the biggest skyscraper on the 20th Century Fox oh, lot, yeah. which, of course, oh, Nakatomi Plaza right. from Die Hard. Sure. How about that? Also, this guy. 
insane. Wow. That list is so crazy. That really uh, is crazy. Stay in relevant, just Man. like Beck. Just and, like Beck. Uh, yeah, uh, I would love to keep doing these archi- these architects as albums. <laughs> this is a, a real wheelhouse for me, and thanks for setting me up. Sure. But anyway, but we're talking about um, the hill. I don't know which Beck. It's like just a random. Becca, this is um, the information. Uh, one, one foot in the grave, or oh, yeah, okay. it's like one of the. It's, it's in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What but came after Midnight Vultures? Sea change. sea change. What was before Midnight Vultures? Did it also start with oh, mutations? Oh, mutations. mutations sorry. I always mm-hmm. confuse those too because they're back to. They're like back to back, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and he was kind of going back and forth of like acoustic one, yeah. electric one, and then it all kind of melded in the middle. It all kind of melded, although the one has a very distinct, like kind of abstract, weird cover, and the other is just a picture of him, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. It's just kind of a cool GQ cool, photo. Yeah. Uh, and we have now established that we know about one band past <laughs> 1981. <laughs> Aerosmith. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind Aerosmith. of weird. We'll do they an Aerosmith equivalent. <laughs> so we'll compare Aerosmith to the works of Bob Gurr. Uh-huh. We'll do that whole cross-section <laughs> at some point. Look out for that chart mm-hmm. on our Twitter. But let's talk about the stuff inside the building. We had uh, an excellent night at one of the, probably the grandest atrium in all, uh-huh. of, the, in all of the Hilton, which I've seen referred to as just the atrium bar, but I also saw menus calling it 21 and over. Very <laughs> catchy. But the Sierra Cafe is at the sit-down restaurant with the buffet. Yes. Okay, Correct. so and that is, I mean, I had been to the bar before, but I've eaten at the buffet. My mom and stepdad love buffets, so when they checked in and saw there was a seafood buffet <laughs> and did. a breakfast buffet, we but we hit up both with the last time they visited. Wow! And I think that is an interesting part of that this hotel. I mean, Universal Studios Hollywood caters to a large international tourism crowd. So, like, I just remember the first day we went to that breakfast buffet, and there's like all the American breakfast go tos, and then there was like baked beans and like cooked tomatoes for the british tourists and then there was also like pork shumai and this is the first and only place i've ever had jellyfish salad so (laughs) i think those were some of the more uh geared more towards the asian uh, population yeah Hmm. and it kind of tasted like gummy worm salad it didn't have like huge flavor it had more of like a soy sauce flavor it was just kind of gummy strange but it was a strange mix and then at night it, it at least on the weekends very decked out like giant sculpture filled with shrimp multiple prime rib carving station like it's it's a lot it's very intense you're going to your happy place yeah <laughs> how, just how, remembering. how was it do you remember it was pretty good i i am more of a you know i like to sit and what i like buffets in theory but sometimes the quantity over quality Right. can be a, a little overwhelming, but it was quali- a fun experience. You to can't try. control the quality of each food that way, usually. No, no. So, like, half the stuff is okay, or even more sometimes, depending yeah. on the buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we didn't, but we did not eat there. We ate mm-hmm. in the lounge. In the bar, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and which, you know, there's nothing much to talk about food wise there you guys split a p- pizza i had a burger it's just a lot, lot largely basic stuff but we need, need to talk about jason's meal, oh yes which uh, you knew this would be discussed yeah absolutely this be was, half the show yeah yeah uh so i was looking at i mean they had a lot of interest it was a surprisingly large menu for a lobby bar mm-hmm. and not and that pricey i mean still more expensive pricey, than the quality you get but uh, a little marked up yeah. but um not what the worst you, you ever do? found in a hotel. 
but I was hungry, but not that hungry. And sometimes when that happens, I like to just have dessert. So I walked into the bar and got the dessert menu and just ordered the apple strudel. Uh, right with the ice cream. Does it come? A strudel it came come with, with ice cream a, on okay, it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was delicious. Uh, giant slice of apple strudel, uh, <laughs> big thing of vanilla ice cream, and then some sort of like I don't know if it was a condensed milk sauce, but there was a very sweet like cream sauce on top. Delicious so, milk sauce. So we all, of course, had a nice little a nice laugh, and we all Jason had dessert. Yeah. You know, ha ha ha. We were all eating. Yeah. You know, not that it, what we're eating is some gourmet, perfectly nutritious no, like, thing. No, it's no. just bread and cheese. Yeah, but, someone had a Caesar salad. Someone right, had like right, some of bites, small bites so, of the appetizers. So I just just you know to ask what your day had been like. Uh, I said, "What what else have you eaten today? Like what? Like oh yeah. So like because you were saying you were full. So I said, "Well, what's been the meals today? Sure. So so and if you would wouldn't mind right, repeating yeah. what so you ate on Friday. I I had lunch with friend of the show Marissa Strickland. I sure. had some sort of a breakfast sandwich at a cafe mm-hmm. that was like bacon, egg, and cheese, mm-hmm. and like braised greens. Pretty standard. Pretty stuff. standard. Tasty. You so know, it's like it's a place with avocado toast on the menu all day. Kind of one of those cafes. Right. And then to say what your next meal was. Uh, I was a little hungry when I got home. It's like a traffic for a while, and I just had some cookies and milk <laughs> as a snack. Uh huh. So breakfast, mm. breakfast sandwich. Lunch, cookies and milk. Cookies and milk. Dinner, apple strudel apple and a strudel. big piece of big ice cream. <laughs> and, and a vodka soda. And a vodka soda. With a few limes. Now, I decided to ask another question um, mm-hmm. that everyone, I think, uh, would want to know. I said, what, what kind of milk are we talking here? And you said... Whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> because the current thinking is uh-huh. that whole milk is better because it, it usually... I believe it's... It's more protein. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel more, a little more protein, a little more milk fat in there. Right. You're go, it's going to fill you up and trick you into eating less. Right. That's why it's recommended for babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what, and and what well, cookies were it, you dunking in the milk? Oh, those ones that you get at like supermarkets that are like kind of a chewy sugar cookie with like a chunk of icing on top, like neon uh-huh. icing on top. And they were neon icing specific because this it sounds like a thing I would want to buy. Yeah. But also already kind of a soft cookie. So to already dunk. kind of a soft cookie. Yeah. Because uh, the chocolate chip didn't seems... It melt, didn't it disintegrate instantly? No, and No, because it was a hearty cookie. Huh. Mm-hmm. I just will only with, do, I feel like I do something with a chocolate component. Chocolate if, chips, if Oreos, dunk, absolutely. If yeah. I dunk cookies in milk once every four years. Mm-hmm. But this is a... Is this a frequent occurrence for you? Uh, yes, but I usually <laughs> have chocolate chip in the house. I see. And when, you say fr- when we say frequent, six times a month? Frequent cookies and milk? Yeah, how often a month? How many times a month are you indulging in cookies and milk? Well, Six, sometimes seven? I'll just have a cookie when I'm just puttering around the that's, house. But that's not what I'm sure. talking about. I'm but talking when you make oh, a sitting down with cookies and milk. Saucer. Literally making a meal of it. Maybe like, oh, making a meal of it. Usually before, like, after dinner or before bed. Maybe but, like a handful of times a month. Five? Five, yeah, sure. Six? Five, six sounds reasonable. And do you... If I have cookies in the house, I'll probably have a cookie every day, though. 
that's f- I get that. That makes there's um, something different about doing the setup, yeah, creating the little Santa display. That is the, the that is the difference. That's what I'm wondering because uh, this was definitely uh, I was looking at what I was in the house and I didn't really feel like having a granola bar and I was like, oh, I'll have some cookies and milk because we were also trying to figure out mm-hmm. when to meet up. I wasn't sure when I was going to eat again, but I didn't. Right. I'd had a very salty lunch, so I wanted something more sweet. And is it a tall glass of milk? No, usually like a rocks glass size. What's a rock? Oh, like a like, like a, a little whiskey glass, glass or yeah, something. Like basically, little, yeah. And then, do you end up using all the milk for the cookies, or do you end up well, drinking no, I drink the, what's left? Yeah. But is there a lot left? Usually. Okay, so it's not like you're completely submerging the cookie in each time you're going in no, for a bite. No, I'm pretty light dunk. So light, light. Okay, so it's a light dunk, a light and then dunk you're just finishing two, the glass. And then I'm just finishing the glass, and I'll usually have some water with it too. Okay, but let's also the other meal revelation because we, since earlier in the series we just we there was are you talking about the hot dog there was the hot dog revelation yeah. right that's and the hot dog situation was recapped and in such a way that it made it seem almost a little more reasonable than when it came up for the first time on the show and you almost made it i almost unscathed made it yeah, yeah, out yeah, the yeah. door and until then, you explained well, wait, and then i shared a <laughs> trick that mike knew of it's like if you want to microwave a hot dog the way to do it is you wrap it in a wet paper towel so it kind of de facto <laughs> steams it and right. i accidentally <laughs> added on so if you need something quick and you're in a rush yes and i didn't think that's i still don't think that's so you weird. Took, sometimes so, you plan your day wrong or like you're running uh-huh. late and you we, so we but, just but that you're running late so oh god i have almost no time left better cook this hot dog in the microwave really quickly yeah, if you want uh some protein and you want something hot so are you eat so then you throw it in a bun do you have buns on hand we actually didn't even get into oh, this that's so. usually no because i usually have um i always buy bread Okay, so just a, a regular kind of slice of bread. Yeah, regular slice of bread. I, okay. I mean, that's the, this is the worst detail to me. As a child, I hated hot dog with regular bread. You yeah, don't buy hot dog a, buns? No, well, the hot dog buns are the lowest form of bread. Oh. A pack of hot dog buns is like yeah, 99 I know what cents. He's saying there. Hmm. So I usually will get like a sourdough okay. or a potato bread or a wheat bread. You're Okay, the quality thing makes sense to me, but doesn't it like... Am I the only person who like th- those things have always been they they cancel each other out? I didn't used my- to like it either when it was like Wonder Bread, but if it's slightly it's a if it's a better bread, um, you Is can it- also butterfly it. You can butterfly the hot dog, cut it down mean? the middle, flatten it, and make like a sandwich. That oh, way. oh, I see what you're saying. Like you get I it a wiener schnitzel. For some reason, I've always just like cut up pieces of hot dog. I, I don't like splitting it down the middle. Yeah, it's less fun. If you go to like a beer hall sort of German restaurant, some mm-hmm. some of their sausages, they'll they'll butterfly and put between two slices of thick sourdough bread. That that's you really knew tasty. The, that you knew the verb. The butterfly, also. the hot dog. To butterfly it? Yeah, I don't think that's a you do, crazy turn. You do home butterflying. But if you sure. don't have time, you just wrap it like a dumpling in a paper towel. Well, and when I was younger, I briefly and experimented because I saw this on this Food Network. When you experimented hot. in college. Uh, <laughs> my experiment was trying to cook hot dogs in butter. Uh-huh. And it is very good. It was like a, a, a comfort food episode of one of the... But you don't know. Do I don't really spread. do that anymore because you know, hot dogs or sausage are usually... There's enough grease don't in them. Don't really do stick. it anymore. But have you at home... Once in a while, do it? Butter... No, not really. I don't really... It's too... It's too much. Hmm. 
Okay, well, I think I'm out of questions for now. I think we can go back okay. to the hotels. Sure. Yeah, and I feel a little bad that this is a bit of an inquisition. You're literally no. in the corner of the room, and we're all pointing yeah. and asking. But it's qu- interesting. But the first hot dog revelation was one of my favorite parts of the saga. Oh, people and loved that there was it. More people loved it. On the bone, I, it's just something to me about if you're in a rush, the quick hot dog on well, the way hey, out the door. If you're eating hot dogs, there's no bone to worry about. It's just meat. <laughs> You mainly eat hot dogs six times a month because of convenience. You know, part cleanup. of it is I, I really rarely buy raw meat. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I but rarely buy raw meat, chicken. Not... I'll buy deli meat. Yeah, uh-huh. deli meat or I uh, usually had pepperoni or salami growing up. Grew up in heavy, heavily Italian uh, neighborhoods. I don't think I ever went to a Jewish deli until I was like in high school. Hmm. My conception of a deli was like an Italian deli. When was the last time you bought Scrapple? I don't think I personally have ever bought scrap. Oh, okay. And in not, I think there's one or two butchers in LA that'll do it. Let's keep it that way. The next time we have some kind of live appearance or something, <laughs> I want I want a fan to bring Jason Scrapple <laughs> I know you can as get a gift for all of the episodes here, we've given you. Which is another East Coast thing, pork I, roll. Or I, Taylor I, Ham, as it's sometimes called. Yeah, but those names are not fun. I want fans coming with either <laughs> soaps or Scrapple. <laughs> scrapple is usually a raw loaf so uh, be careful with that <laughs> oh you don't have to get eat it, it fresh get it <laughs> okay. fresh get the scrapple fresh hours i just want to see the exchange yeah although you're gonna be tempted if if free scrapple comes your way well, i'm gonna want to cook a big meal for everyone you know when we're doing these for shows all the for all the no for you guys at least so if you guys can that's a live show scrapple. i like is jason cooks scrapple and hot dogs for everybody oh. and we don't talk about theme parks at all live show that is the one thing i've been asking when it comes to live shows more labor please more preparation required <laughs> now you cater our now live I shows cater them. <laughs> our fans Some. bring the ingredients and oh, that's that good yeah that makes sense i guess that's true um mm. anyway the ho- the universal hilton You're hotel. right go back to this yes uh, yeah what, what else is there to say about this the um several uh, television episodes filmed up there there was a uh, beverly hills 90210 season one episode called the spring dance and the spring dance took place at the universal hilton you mainly it's mainly a darkened ballroom so you don't mm. get to see a lot of that sweet architecture but you see the the fountain outside while uh, gabrielle carteris shows up and you can with the you know the view of the valley behind them you get a sense of how this was the height of luxury in 1991 sure. uh, also this is where uh, Jerry and George stayed in the two-part episode The Trip where they come to LA which of uh, Seinfeld I probably didn't say Seinfeld Jerry and George stay mm-hmm. there in the you know the to, the quest to find Kramer that ends up leading to the wait is that separate from when they get the TV show I'm not totally sure. They're well, after Kramer, Kramer goes he's in LA. To, to try his luck in LA, and then he gets for a, the people think he's a murderer. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with. I can't the remember getting of the Jerry show. Anyway, point is they show an exterior shot of the Universal Hilton, mm-hmm. which makes me happy to see. I'll skip the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Just want to see that lobby. But then it goes to Jerry in the room, and there's a window, and there is an ocean view in the window. But there would not be no, an yeah. ocean view at the Universal Hilton. This was an egregious error on the part of the makers of Seinfeld. Well, and the show is dead to me forever mm-hmm. now. No more Seinfeld ever again. No more Seinfeld for me. I feel like these <laughs> hotels are used a lot in filming 
um especially universal owned stuff because it's easier it's easy to coordinate i feel like i've seen at least the charlatan in an episode of the office or two oh because you can also d- dress these as like hotels hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. In anywhere USA. Yes, if it's true. just a ballroom or a generic kind of And it's right lobby. in the backyard of Hollywood. And I don't want to skip around too much, but this does seem like a perfect opportunity to take us... Well, first of all, let's take the outside, the outside elevator, elevator down the parking garage to the Sheraton. So here's how it works. You exit the Hilton through like halfway to the, the ballroom part of the By hotel. By the Pete's Coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. You exit at a pretty arbitrary unlabeled point and you go to just a very minimal elevator bank and you press the button and you wait for a very long time mm-hmm. but then you get in a glass elevator with a, a beautiful view mm-hmm. with the same view that the 90210 gang got um i i, I really honestly am recommending this you and that takes you down the parking garage and that's a fun little ride i think you guys are with me that um especially glass elevator rides uh, or like little bonus rides outside of parks. Mm-hmm. I like when they're, they, you, they show up in hotels. I like when they're in malls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it gives me a little, a little ride fix without paying an admission. Yeah. I would completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This and w- I like going between the hotels and the, th- I think they, it's, it's not labeled well, but if you're staying at the Sheraton, you can, in theory, w- w- get up to the theme park without waiting for the shuttle bus that runs between all of them, the two hotels and the th- and City Walk and the theme park. You can take that glass elevator up, walk around the Hilton property, and then take that pedestrian footbridge up the block mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the theme parks. It's a little bit, when I was very first out here and my dad stayed at the Sheraton, it was a little bit of a like how do we they said like oh there's an elevator and you go up and there's a path and in florida since it's a full resort property there's signs there's kind of some pathways like that at universe florida little kind of hidden but then every 10 feet there's a sign Mm -hmm. there needs to be like some expressway though from these hotels to city walk proper they might run shuttles, but shuttle that's not that an express. Right, but like yeah. with yeah, we'll make it a little bit more like Orlando where you can just walk. I mean, obviously they have more space there, but they're they just built that big thing over Lancashire, the big walkway in the last year or two to yes. make it easier to get from the metro to the tram. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a version of that that's like your express walkway right into City Walk. Because getting from City Walk and the parks to the hotels is downright dangerous. Very. I, I, do we... Here's a real sector question. Do we I know, talk about I this now, say. or maybe we save it for tomorrow? I, I think this is part of the I parking garage. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Without the sector keeper here to make the ruling, it's a little tougher. Um, but what if he was here, he might uh, uh, cough and have us move on down to the Universal Sheraton. And if you're going to go... If, if anybody 
does this does this path that we're describing starts gets a you go get a drink at the hilton then take the glass elevator downstairs Mm -hmm. it's the best way to arrive at the universal sheraton because you get to see that beautiful view the flickering lights of uh van eyes or something i don't know (laughs) but then you really get to land on this like perfect 60s mod hotel this place opened in 1969 and it was called the hotel of the stars and you can feel this this 60s height of luxury as you can with the 80s in uh, uh, mm-hmm. in the Hilton. You, you, you're traveling a little bit back in time. You go a couple decades back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing I like about these two hotels. It's a similar vibe to Disney World where to, if you do a pass of hotels, you can feel the eras that they were all built in and you're in oh, totally yeah. different themes. And It's like a much lighter version of that. But if they were two hotels cut from the same cloth, I wouldn't like it nearly as much as Super 80s Hotel, Super 60s hotel i have to give them credit because they've redone these hotels a, a number of times i feel like even in just the last 10 years uh although the one time i stayed at the hilton that led to a very funny sort of bit of business where the elevators were being redone so they had employees running the elevators like an old style hotel with walkie talkies like you had to like someone had to call up and get like someone was downstairs and there would be a person there and they would radio down to one of the other ho- it was very confusing wow. and then that was the same year i think both my parents visited like six months apart um and and i was like god i hope the elevators are fixed and and they were they did they turned it around pretty quickly but it was very odd because you think like oh old style hotels with hotel operators this is much more like a guy who works at the front desk usually and he's just like pressing the button and the override and going like i'm going out to this drops it off okay i'm going back down like because only half the elevators were working or i something. disagree they should have stuck with this i want a guy on every floor i want operators yeah. that, I think that's that really makes me feel like I'm that now it, we're in like a 30s hotel a, situation. yeah it was a little I don't know. It, it was a little bizarre. But, I want um, you. I want you to be the elevator yep. operator. I, mean, I, I want yeah, a bellhop uniform. Lobby boy. <laughs> Lobby boy's here. Grand Budapest. Uh, and you. Oh yeah, totally. And it's not a walkie-talkie. You answer a little like Dixie cup yep. string <laughs> phone. Oh yeah, it has to go all the way up the off. forty floors yeah. of the hotel. Mm-hmm. But now the Sheraton, talking. when my family first stayed there, we're like, yeah, it's pretty nice. But they had let it fall off a little but they've really restored that lobby Done like a that good lobby job looks really good keeping with the times however i'm not super pleased with i don't know exactly what it was like in the 1990s but while i did have a good time at that bar they are no longer paying homage to the primary epicenter uh, mm. fact about the universal sheraton the most famous resident this was so fun <laughs> to find out uh, the universal sheraton highly associated for many decades with the actor telly savalas mm-hmm. telly savalas tv's kojak. kojak lived there for like 20 years he yeah. died there he, he died, died in, in this hotel on the in third floor on a third floor suite 93 or 94 uh, it was in 94. He died. This is what's crazy. He died in January 1994. You know what else was in January 1994? The Northridge earthquake, which did substantial damage to the Universal Sheraton. So 
this this place which through the 80s and 90s was beautiful uh, uh and and you know teeming with life because of the constant presence of telly savalas walking around the lobby playing pool with people walking around with slippers say hey baby what's happening wow. he was like the heart of the hotel and then he died and then the, the life went and out then, of it yeah and then the earthquake maybe telly savalas's death in some cosmic way triggered the Northridge Northridge earthquake. Uh, um, God was too sad. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he, he was, he stopped holding the, the The uh, plates, the lines together. Yeah. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. phone lines. And it seemed like he was very friendly to guests. Like people would come up to him and talk to him. It seemed like he would shoot pool and gamble on sports gate. Like, yes, he was just hanging around (laughs) the bar. I found one quote from his obituary where a friend said the following, he could be eating a sandwich, you know, putting something in his mouth and someone would come over and slap him on the back and say how you doing he'd say delightful which how is wonderful sounds so fun and full of life I know, as opposed wow. to like you hear the stories about like late in life dean martin sitting at hamburger mary's hamburger mary's yeah on sunset really he was there yeah huh and it seems much sadder well, well, or why, my a friend of mine has a story where he was at the Coppola Winery, where uh, uh, and he was there on a weekend where Francis Ford Coppola himself was walking around. And you might think he's in his element. He's at his wine place. He's mm-hmm. probably more invested in that these days than the movies. And you might think wine's flowing. He's boister, he's a boisterous guy. You could come up to him and say, "I just want to say, Godfather, greatest thing, apocalypse now." And he, hey, hey, put her there. Shake your hand. He just, my my friend just said, you know, you inspired me to to be a writer and to do the creative stuff that I do. And he just stared, didn't look away, stared at him while <laughs> all this was said, and then walked away. Didn't acknowledge him or say wow. anything. Just Whoa. stared daggers as if to say, you are dirt to me. Man. How awful, how heartbreaking to meet you, to tell someone you're, you're my hero, and then get hard dissed. Hmm. But... In the Universal Sheraton, you could walk up to Telly Savalas, whether wow. or not you loved Telly Savalas or only slightly knew who he was, and he'd say, how you doing, baby? <laughs> We're in Tellytown now. How I, awesome. So cool. The Coppola thing, I mean, that's not even an Irish goodbye. That's like a full-on Sicilian goodbye. Like, mm. that's like an Irish goodbye, but there's more more of a threat of menace behind yeah. it, it oh feels i like. should mention my friend was slaughtered in his hotel that night oh okay <laughs> well you know didn't make there's, it disrespect yeah, the possibly outfit. at francis's orders yeah you can I'm, only assume i'm trying to think of another equivalent of like where like a famous person was hanging around and they were just like the greatest they would hold court or something uh yeah like I could, is the, there such a thing the closest I, thing i can think of is lemmy a kill mister from motorhead would be at that rainbow oh, at the rainbow bar yeah. and grill yeah. on sunset a lot if he wasn't on tour mm-hmm. and yeah. like you could buy him a drink and you know like yeah, that was that. his hangout yeah like, well i mean it's not we can we can establish ours it's it wouldn't be that rare to find us at the uh the burbank <laughs> holiday inn that's true up yeah the, up at the crystal view lounge yes uh we were there one night we closed it down and it it's not open terribly late. There was maybe five other people in it, and we met some very, a very nice listener. Yeah. There's like no one in this bar, mm-hmm. and except like us, and maybe maybe Aaron and Lindsay. And of all the places, one person was like, 
Oh, yeah. hey. Weird, right? <laughs> this is the, the the dream is, well, I don't want to, ch- I guess I don't want to change it from the Crystal View Lounge because that's a perfect name. But yeah. if it got, if it the name got changed to the PTR Crystal View <laughs> Lounge and there was a booth named for us. Sure. The, that oh. weird booth with a very uh, low ceiling where you're kind of trapped. That I yeah. want. I want that whole uh, uh, part of the the. Bar- hey, we know the bartender. He's he's our he's our friend. Uh, I think we can I want to be the Telly Savalas of the uh, Burbank Holiday Inn, and I and I also want to get live uh, there. very large and shave my head. And live and, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will be living there by <laughs> seventy five. Uh, I think we can make the booth happen. Yeah, I think also it. like. How about this? Just if you like work at a restaurant or a bar in the Los Angeles area or Orlando area, will you name a booth after us? Can we have multiple booths at multiple places? Or so design just sandwiches. Sure. That's a good way to get us to show up somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Name a booth after us. We'll be there. And and offer a special of a butterflied, 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 butterflied hot, dog. hot dog. Yeah. Uh, cookies and milk. Cookies With and the milk. side of cookies and milk. <laughs> uh, note on the menu, prepared in a napkin. And then a I guess you napkin. couldn't do a butterfly that was prepared in a napkin. Well, you could yeah, have either. You or. would want to do it after. It's mm-hmm. complicated. Yeah, yeah. The um, Jason one and the Jason two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I this this is reminding me of the, one of the times my family visited, um, and we're staying. I guess we wouldn't stay in at the Hilton, but we went to. Um, my dad always wanted to go to Spago in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and we went. And who was walking around shaking hands but Wolfgang Puck himself? Whoa. And it was wow. great. He was so nice. He was so charming. Shook our hands. Gave every. He's like, oh, you know, I, oh, yes, just here. The voice. Just checking in. Uh, and he, he gave out like a little <laughs> slice of pizza. He gave us some little like amuse bouche sort of thing. And uh, it was just a delightful like experience. Mm-hmm. How often do you get to go to like. A celebrity chef's restaurant, and they're there. Yeah, and yet we went into the Bubba Gump, and the actor who played Bubba Gump was nowhere to be Mm-mm. found. No, nope. what's his name? I, Something yeah, Williamson. What's his name? Uh, I can look it maybe up. Maybe we know who he was if you would put in a little FaceTime. And wh- I guess wait, he didn't play Bubba Gump. He played, he played uh, Bubba. Oh, so I'm also calling out Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, you should be mm-hmm. at Bubba Gump's far more frequently and the other actor should be as well they should be at a booth shaking hands they can cover more ground they can do double duty one can go into one room the other can go into the other one can hang out uh, tom can hang out in the gift shop mm. they can uh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, 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 divide and conquer i think you can for sure find dennis haskins at that say by the bell hop up uh, pop up oh, <laughs> I, I would imagine uh, um, well now but, that dimples is gone Sure. America's first karaoke bar. Uh, Mm. uh, You know what? Actually, what we forgot to say is that, so the reason Telly Savalas was here, was was hanging out at at the Sheraton was because he filmed Kojak on the Universal lot, and I think he lived much further away. He was like, let me just start staying up at the hotel, because we film late, and then I can just pop back in in the morning. He loved it so much. He just (laughs) I I saw an interview where he talks about why he loved hotel living, and one of the things was, you know, I come downstairs while the maids go clean up after sloppy telly. I go back (laughs) in, everything's sparkling clean. Sloppy telly. Sloppy telly. telly. I love it so so much. Charming. (laughs) It was so ha- and so he loved it so much he just moved in and in fact raised his children up there he moved his Man. mother it, several wow. floors up the whole Savalas family <laughs> was living in the hotel and then 
one time he's hanging out in the bar and one of the owners or something is bemoaning the fact that there hasn't been enough business in the bar lately and how do we drum it up and he says why don't you call it telly's and before you know it it is officially telly's bar and then he's walking around telly's bar how cool and you could walk up ask him to play pool he would play pool uh, um and then and then unfortunately he passed away but uh, but, you know, but but stayed there, was living there when he passed away, and on the third floor, outside the door, there was a sign that, that to, to ward off potential intruders that said, no one can enter without permission from the king. <laughs> so neat. Wow. Telly Savalas running they, around. They need a new celebrity mm-hmm. to live and raise his or her children there. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing that's missing. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know who it is. Uh... Well, I mean, you got pull with Garland. Like to me, Garland is like TV, <laughs> TV legend uh-huh. royalty, right? Gregarious guy. He's a guy yeah, who he you loves can walk man up the people. To and, sure, uh, uh, I feel like your whole relationship formed from you just him just pointing at you and saying you're funny. Mm-hmm. He's he's what an inviting man. Yeah, that's true. This if there was ever a person who that's should a good just idea. be, yeah, yeah. I, I would really like if you planted this scene. Well, he'll come back on the show and we'll present it to him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he should live. We have a this. plan for him. It's an old Hollywood. It's just been on an old Hollywood mm-hmm. classic. Living in a nice hotel. Sure. <laughs> but I also would like him to shave his head bald like Telly Savalas. Mm, okay. So that's a that's a, probably an aspect of it that he's got to follow. We mm-hmm. should say yeah. for He's our... got to crank the drinking way oh, up. Oh, yeah. Get oh, my gosh. much more unhealthy to make this uh, mm. this entire okay. this, this thing work. For well, our younger listeners, Telly Savalas <laughs> was a TV detective named Kojak. He was also Blofeld in On Her Majesty's Secret right. Service. Oh. And I believe nominated for an Oscar for his role in The Birdman of Alcatraz. Mm. Uh, Dirty Dozen. Robert Osborne. Back Dirty in Dozen action Dozen over here. Yeah. Um, my uh, one of my neighbors used to work in the gift shop at the Sheraton Universal, and they I mentioned it too that I've been up there at the bar, and they were like, you know, Telly Savalas used to live. I'm like, yeah, I, we, yeah, we talked about Telly, oh. and she, I said, did you know any other stars that would come? And they're like, well, you know, I never even saw, Te- but everyone knew uh, he was there. I, I never got a chance to meet him, but they said the one that I remember is a guy stayed there, and his last name was Toma. Do you guys know about the one-season TV show Toma? No. No. Okay. Toma was uh, based on the biography and story of a real-life detective who had a 98% conviction rate. He was like this super cop, and he wrote this book, and he consulted on, like, the story of his life. And the show starred, let me see, Tony Mustaine and Susan Strasberg. And Tony Mustaine played David Toma. And he said he was only going to do it for one season. And they they didn't believe him. They thought that was like that was him like trying to get more money for the next season. But at the end of the first season, he's like, no, I'm walking. And the show was doing well. So they're like, well, I guess we got to recast him. And they recast him with an actor by the name of Robert Blake. And then they redid the show entirely, got rid of the folk, except main character is good detective. And that oh. became Beretta. Whoa! Wow. That, and that ran for a number of years. And Strasburg, the actress, stayed. I'm on not it? sure if the actress. No, I think they replaced the whole. Ca- it was just. Okay. But mm. it was Toma the same, became Beretta. Like same idea. It was of, the same cameraman and makeup person. Yeah, the and crew same. Stayed intact. 
Yeah, and Everything then a lot of the writing <laughs> staff would go on to write episodes of the Rockford Files. And, Filmed at these hotels. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff like that. And then later in life, Robert Blake uh, would we go know. just a few miles we away mm-hmm. to not murder his wife at mm-hmm. Vitello's Italian Restaurant. Vitello's mm-hmm. Italian Restaurant. Yes. Mm-hmm. In Located the, in, in the beautiful vicinity. Studio City. Yes. Wow. So, what great. So, they, so I'm sorry, the, the actor who played yeah, Toma. No, the real life Toma. The real, the real <laughs> life Toma, whose website says, uh, this, the, the website commemorating him is very... Wait, so t- Toma stayed at the hotel? Toma stayed at the hotel. But not regularly? I think while they were filming either the series or the 90-minute movie pilot. So, so wait a minute. So so you asked if there are any other celebrities that ever stayed at the hotel and Toma was the... Toma was the only one that my neighbor had remembered meeting. That's so interesting that that's the memory. There had to be other celebrities. Oh, of course there were other celebrities. But Toma was, was the, the one, one that the left the impression. Head. The real life David Toma. Did the maids go clean up after Sloppy Toma? Sloppy <laughs> Toma. <laughs> um, I also, clearly, if Toma had been on the case, Robert Blake wouldn't have gotten Oh my away. gosh. Yeah, yeah, because Toma would have been right there too mm-hmm. if, if Toma yeah. was still staying at the hotel. Do you know that I was there the day that Robert Blake was arrested and taken to prison because he lived in Hidden Hills, the skated community, uh, very close to where where I grew up in Woodland Hills. And my dad picked me up from school one day and was like much more hurried than usual. I got in the car and he's here. Get in, get in, get in! They're arresting Robert Blake. It's happening today. <laughs> what? <laughs> and we and we waited out side of hidden hills where the big police presence and helicopters and stuff and then we watched the car go you watched wow. robert blake get taken away get taken away from the lux- the luxurious skated community hidden hills wow and your yeah. dad was just like i want to see this or yeah because was- my dad in general like like to watch car chases uh, uh like if there's ever a car chase and it's passing by our and he'd go oh, he'll okay go find, so just like, any criminal point. activity and this made it more tantalizing because it was robert blake uh-huh uh-huh I well, and he like thought about on the day of the bronco chase he was like do we go to one of the overpads do we try to catch him? <laughs> oh, really uh, uh well which that was a big thing in la in general like really? a lot of people i mean if you watch the footage people are heading to those overpasses right. and putting up signs and it was definitely he was doing the math of i wonder okay so he's heading east how far would we have to go could we intersect wow. yeah yeah, yeah, that's kind of my. That's kind of. Did you ever do anything like that? Um, did he make a citizen's arrest ever? <laughs> no, no <laughs> citizen's arrest. He, uh, uh, I did go. I did attend the OJ trial one day. I forget if I've said that on this podcast. I don't. Wow. Um, you I, I, one day that. I watched. He took me outside the LA courthouse because he was a lawyer and he knew where and when these things happened. And we watched uh, Shapiro and Cochran head in for the day wow and really then, and then from there we went to a very dry trial there was a copyright dispute between our favorite musicians brian wilson and mike love who were suing each other in what a day yeah wow. honestly one of my most cherished <laughs> childhood memories hey, and i goodness. wore the only i wore a little suit i had a little green suit <laughs> like a gray like olive green like a chair would be made out of so i'm in a little green like jacket. a crushed velvet green green suit it was not unlike what the winners of the masters tournament (laughs) are given i was wearing i I think that's why i liked it i was wearing a masters (laughs) jacket i was nine years old and uh, to see robert shapiro and then sit in a boring there was just nothing but jargon until like 
you know, 17 minutes in, the, like, and so, so help me, Rhonda, among the other, uh, blah, 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 anyway, affidavit, blah, blah, the rest of it was just all jargon. Oh, looks um, like we're all little weirdos on this podcast. <laughs> you know what this is making me want to say? My dad is better than your dad. Hey, hey wait a minute. Oh, no, it happened. I became a monster. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, just because he wanted to fight crime. <laughs> um, I just hadn't thought about it for long enough to know my dad's the best dad. He took me to see Mike Love sue Brian Wilson. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what else, like staying at both these hotels, which which they're both nice. I think it's interesting now because it's very clear. Now I think it's very clear as opposed to 10 years ago. They, they seemed much similar to me. Now it seems like the Hilton's catering to like, families and stuff and the Sheraton is a little more like yeah this is cool there's like music in the mm-hmm. lobby there's an mm-hmm. oppressive hip fragrance being pum- pummeled oh, pummeling yeah. you it's this weird like it's a it's a study it's kind of like a library came to life uh, yeah after closing but it smells it's very <laughs> fragrant although when i went to use the bathroom it's closer to like the the room hallways and that has a much more pleasant soothing scent pumped into it it's, but they're really pumping in that hotel yeah it's weird i get well i guess not weird but like it's trying to make up for the fact that there's no newer hotel there because universal no. in orlando they've built newer hotels and hard rock is the hip hotel yeah. and yeah. even you know whatever the uh cabana bay is like a cool retro throw but like so the 80s hotel has to be like where the cool or no wait we were saying the 80s I'm saying the the one built in the 80s that tends to be more families oh okay so so the 60s one is the one now that has to take over because a little cooler but neither of them are too kid oriented and this is something that I kind of like because I I feel like as a kid even I sort of didn't like when hotels were super cutesy there was something interesting about the feeling of I left all of the I left uh, Alice in Wonderland and Mickey Mouse and everything and now I'm in just this this dull like bit I'm in Nakatomi Plaza essentially it made me feel more it made me feel like an adult especially when my Mm -hmm. parents started giving me getting us our own key cards and stuff well I don't what the thing is I think with the kiddie hotels is that no one I'm assuming nothing we went into and most I'm sure there's not even a good version of this but maybe like Legoland or something all the kiddie hotels probably also felt cheap yeah like as a kid yes. going to that whatever this star wars hotel is going to be because they're going to pump money into it like that's going to be like amazing so like that type of kid experience which of course now it's for adults too but but kid kid hotels like that there was a defunct land on the uh, nickelodeon universe hotel in orlando right. which looks like a nightmare Dog like shit. shit yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i want to vomit at every 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 picture of that place is just uh, an aesthetic barf yeah so it's like you can't even as a kid you kind of recognize what like dog shit is sometimes like not all yeah. the time but like you can feel the detail or you little can too feel condescending to the child yeah 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 it's talking down it, to you talking yeah. down to yeah do you, absolutely the, to do it, it and it, it pales in comparison when you're in a fully enveloped themed kids environment where there's a lot there's, where there's a lot of money behind it to then go into a place mm-hmm. with just kind of like a plywood mickey yeah is is super lame right you and you right can tell yeah kids are kids are smart so sometimes. less kid stuff in these hotels unless you're gonna 
jack up the theming unless it's a fully themed Harry Potter hotel, which and is it's, obviously what they should do. And I, I wonder why if they're talking about it. I'm sure they've been talking about it, but I don't know why they haven't done it. It's weird. I think yeah. it's weird in general that there has not been a third hotel. No hotel built since um, bizarre since the 80s. They are trying to build a gigantic wing onto the Hilton, and thank and God, in the, the concept Sheraton. art, it looks like the old. It still has an epic. It looks like the the other tower at the Contemporary, which I was worried was going to not be the cool 70s oh, yeah, vibe. Yeah. But I like that new tower. I um, stay there. Yeah, the Bay Lake Tower. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. That's good. Um, and it, it does feel like the next evolution of the... It feels copacetic with the Contemporary. Sure. But they're, they're trying to build a third hotel. Rumors we've heard. Well, but so like, there's a lot going on. And especially, <laughs> Scott, do you get the Universal Evolution mailings? Uh, do you know a na- the neighborhood mailings? I got letters that were about like how they were changing the freeway. Yeah, so they, I mean, because Universal is built so close to residential streets and like the the freeways, they whenever they want to do like big work, they have to send out information about it and present it to the like the city count or the neighborhood groups and all that sort of thing. And it's changed so much. Every it's. Because like the the local NBC affiliate is is on the Universal backlot now, as is like the Telemundo headquarters, and there was talk about building apartments on the backlot closer to Barham that got scrapped, and then there's talk about yeah now there's talk about building the Hilton extension just recently in 2018 there's talk about building a 31 story tower by the Sheraton mm-hmm. and then there's land cleared by the Frankenstein garage that they're like this is going to be the third hotel and this there's is no going to be over there as we pointed out but it's going to be 75 up, stories tall if you built <laughs> if you build up and then yeah you'd have to move a lot of earth I mean the thing with Universal City is you're competing with uh, nature and gravity because it's a hill it's things a have been earthquake damage yeah it's uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah it's to, I think they're a little bit in a corner and it's interesting to think about the future of 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 universal hotels and that kind of seems like a closing point however i'm going to backtrack instead because there's something more important to talk about which is we were getting a bar or we were getting a bar we were at the sheraton bar and as you mentioned Mm -hmm. a lot of music being pumped into the place and we've been i've been pointing the finger at you a lot jason now it's moving to mike all right bring it on uh we didn't you know, even talk various, about how my waiter owned my ass. Yeah, oh, I was going to bring that up at oh, the end yeah, of the show. Okay. Oh, well, he, yeah, you finished your apple, apple strudel, and then he came around and said, so, round two? Yeah, like, it was like, <laughs> do you want another drink? And he's like, do you want another apple strudel? <laughs> and the table just lo- lost it. We all love it. Yeah. Great timing. Very like, was, pithy, great pithy delivery. Yeah. Take it off. I was very impressed. Yeah, very you're fun. not on your podcast game. What is this? A live podcast, The Ride, here in the Hilton? A very yeah. good yeah. idea, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll try to make it happen. But anyway. So, uh, Mike getting owned. <laughs> lots, lots of music being pumped into this bar. Uh-huh. But it, it was one particular song where you pointed up as if to the speaker <laughs> and looked around like, ah, here we go. And the song that you did that for uh-huh. was Green Day's Good Riddance Time, time of, of Your, your life, life, parentheses, Time of Your Life. You, yeah. that, of all the music that was playing, and this was a lot of throwback 90s, there was uh-huh. ones, there were, there were songs we were commenting on, but the one that made you go, oh yeah, uh-huh. was Time of Your Life. Yeah. Madness. What oh, are you talking, you, you enjoy the song? 
time of your life? I mean, I, I look, I was being a little funny, but I mean, I the song, I think, is a good song. I think that it's certainly been overplayed and overused over the years. It but was I mean, overplayed two weeks after its release. I never, I, uh-huh. also because I think that was when I was graduating from middle school, so it was used uh-huh. at yeah. all, any, yeah. uh, any event tangentially related to that, as well as the finale of Seinfeld. The clip show, the Seinfeld clip show, I right. believe, yes. that yeah, preceded yeah. the finale, yeah. Um, I think that I don't put that song on, but when I hear it, I go, oh, there we go. There it you is. Light up. Here yeah, we yeah. go. I liked it. It's yeah. this. Also, everybody get ready. Uh-huh. It's time of your life. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't jump out of my seat and pump my fists. I think I put one single finger in the air Correct. from the couch. I think that's what I did. But to me, that to me is more that reaction it was... than that whatever <laughs> that song would ever merit. Time of your life. Do you I also mean... like vitamin C friends forever? No. You, no, time of your life is time of your life is heads and shoulders above vitamin C. I think I disagree. I think time of your life sucks. Really? It's an awful song. I think this is more about you hating time of your life than me just putting sort of innocuously. Maybe we weren't sure. We should add on to directly in front of us was also a TV playing HD Telemundo on mute. So that's what if you looked away from the conversation you could look at. Mm-hmm. It w- and occasionally the little mute logo would pop up on screen like every two minutes. Well, sure. Yes. What are you saying about that? I just thought that was an interesting visual to go along with the audio of you I going, liked the, I liked time the, of your life. I liked muted Telemundo far more than Green Day's time of your life. Yeah. I mean, I get it that it's very overplayed, but it's overplayed like smooth or if smooth had come on and we all well, have smooth a, is a better song. Smooth is, a, smooth is a better song oh, and... Is Smooth a better song than Good Riddance? Absolutely. Um, oh let me think God, about this. No question. Hold on a smooth second here. Smooth is cool. That's a karaoke jam Da-da-da. for me. You get, you get the room. I up. don't... Mm. You, would, you would clear the room mm. with a Good Riddance. What about Live in La Vida Loca? Yes. I live in La Vida Loca. These are dynamic songs. These are fun songs. This is like, our, our like, coming of age. If we made a coming of I age think movie... Though, whole, even though Smooth is one of the biggest songs of all time, I think culturally... Uh, good Riddance made more of an impact, so I'm yeah, gonna give did, the edge to that, Good songs Riddance. Songs that make Im- that make impact often are shit. It depends what it, we're talking about, though. I mean, because a lot like you can argue there's merit in something that's very popular. Oh Smooth no, very often, too. and there's nothing that makes me happier than when a very popular Smooth. thing is very good. But I'm just, hmm. I like your music taste overall a lot. I think we have a lot in common. Very, yeah, Shocked by the Green Day. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I wasn't again when the finger went up. <laughs> I wasn't saying the number one song finger. of all all time i think though i i am amused to hear it i do like it i do think nimrod is a pretty good underrated green day album overall that is the album talking about that, that yeah is. you were also holding your fluorescent beverage well that, that was looked I, like wiper fluid <laughs> I, honestly thought, that I honestly thought that's what i was gonna get hit for right here not oh, the green no, no, day no. but let's but the drink though yeah, so there's a big menu of drinks, uh, and we're because I had a Manhattan and maybe just like a whiskey at the other hotel, at the and then they have a whole list of drinks, and I wasn't expecting them to have fun stuff on this menu. I was thinking it was going to be you know going to be stuffy, a bunch of brown yeah. liquids. What am I drinking? Shit, right? But they have fun. Like like I have the picture of the menu here, and they have stuff like a Hermosa cocktail. They have uh, different types of margaritas. They have a Bayou Zinger. They have something called the Corpse Reviver. I mean. That's fun, like theme park shit. It's a little um, scary, though. A little scary, I agree. Um, but at the top of the menu, they have something called the Transformer, <laughs> which has to have been added when the ride, I assume. This yeah. has, can't be on the menu forever. 
and I didn't know what to order. We were trying to decide, and I said, "Well, that's got the most fun name." And I, and I the truly, most ingredients. It doesn't, but I. You have to believe me here when I say I did not look at the ingredients. Uh-huh. I did not think I was in for a Mickey's Fun Wheel style multi-layered, multi-colored cocktail. You picked it purely based on the name. Purely based on the fact that it was a top and it was That's a exactly name. exactly what they want. Do you yeah, and I did it. I've played right into their hand. Oh, the Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I was like, I know the Transformers. I'm not even that big of a fan of the Transformers. There's no Transformers shit in this apartment. <laughs> if uh, it had been the good riddance time of your life. Oh my God, I would have gotten... If it was good riddance cocktail... You gotten eight of them. Parentheses time of your life, I would have gotten it. Uh, but Transformers. So when she came by, I was like, ah, Transformers. And then I think she like kind of laughed. I think she thought that was funny, or she like she was a little judgy of us all night. I think too. Well, because we tried we to go in Telly's uh, yeah. cabana. She there was like a little. A, oh, they do still name cabana. the cabanas after Telly, yeah. and it was empty. And we said, "Can we sit here?" And they said, "Yes, for one hundred and fifty dollars." Which I think Scott and I were there years ago, and a same similar the thing same happened. Like this place yeah. is not packed. Why is there a little tented off area in this bar? Yeah, that's and for one hundred and twenty five dollars. What you get is a. A curtain around you. Not even right. a curtain. It's like a bed sheet. It's a bed sheet. A white bed sheet. A bed sheet yeah. once used by Telly Savalas. <laughs> hopefully cleaned since then and now hopefully. just strung around the table. That's also... These hotels, when it's not busy, they're not terribly expensive hotels. So you're practically almost at a room if you're paying for that cabana, I feel like. We may as well... Yeah, for $150, we should have gotten a room and brought the drinks up there. <laughs> it would have been... Pro- I mean, there's if you went on Hotwire or something, you could have probably gotten an express deal that was like $98. From yeah. the lobby, yeah. You yeah, um, you could hotel tonight a room for less right. than the cabana. So, uh, but... The Transformer. So the Transformer is Pearl Vodka, Beef Eater Gin, uh, <laughs> uh, Cruzon Rum, Fresh Squeeze, Lemon Squeeze, Sweet and Sour Mix, Touch of Grenadine with a Float of De Cooper Blue Cura- Curacao. Curacao, thank you. I can't pronounce any of the words, apparently. So they brought it, and I was delighted because we got ourselves, you know... A rainbow cocktail in a tall glass. <laughs> yeah. And it tastes like candy. Blue. And I swear I didn't know it was that. I knew it was going to be something a little more touristy, sugary, but... You are you just, like, I gravitate feel it. Uh, metaphysically yes. to these kinds of drinks. But it didn't do you in, right? Did you feel okay no, no, the no, next no. day? Not like oh, our yeah, experience no, no. at Howl at the Moon. Well, I had, had like, three drinks over six hours, and it was like... True. And this one was very sugar. This was a very lightweight... This was not a Howl at the Moon... Uh, trough of liquor of blue disgusting liquor hey, how'd, that, uh, how'd that end up working out for you uh the the howl at the moon yeah our howl at the moon experience two days ago oh yeah did we not talk about that i don't think we did well we've had some action-packed sectors so we haven't really done it god i can't keep report. track of anything anymore oh it was horrible it was bad yeah i felt that was like the worst hang i didn't even feel like i was drunk i just had a hangover because it was just pure syrup it was pure syrup it's real. it's an equivalent to if you just had a bucket of maple syrup which is potentially yeah, which is, a dinner that Jason, Jason would has have, had that before. In the hey, li- I felt worse. <laughs> I felt worse after the Wetzel skydiving Margaritaville than I did after. Oh, Jason, oh that's uh, an interesting sickest in the whole. Day. Maybe we we'll talk about that, that was, tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What? How? What made us the most ill? That's almost a more important category than. Yeah, that's the, a good category to add. Yeah. Um, um, so we'll post a photo of that fun drink, though. I would recommend that. Wait, drink. didn't you it's, end up like sleepwalking or something? Oh, yeah. Was that? 
Oh, at that for after after hell hell at the moon. Didn't you like blackout sleepwalk well, pro- or something? The problem is, is that I've been doing this a lot lately, and this is a side note: is that I keep uh, Lindsay has she insists on blackout curtains that are tr- that truly keep the room like completely black. So if I wake up at an odd moment in my cycle, in my REM cycle, I will my brain will start to invent places that I am. Wait, but you've had those curtains for years. You've told me this story years ago that this well, happened to you. That's it. I, we really should be wrapping up. But yes, that is true. But uh, when she had the curtains in her old apartment, she would find me in the corner of the room in the middle of the night. Like the like, fucking Blair Witch like Project. Like the Blair Witch Project. She would wake up and I would be standing in the corner and she'd be like, hey, uh, what? And I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm just trying to. And then because oh. like it was so dark in there that I couldn't. You couldn't navigate. I couldn't navigate. And my brain thought I was still sleeping. And this is what happens. So my brain, since there's no light whatsoever, starts inventing an area that I'm in. You know what I think is happening? I know uh-huh. this, this, is, this is one of these odd problems. You don't even know the source of it. You're doing bizarre things that uh-huh. don't track. I think it's clear that all this time you were being haunted by the sector keeper. Hmm. He was trying to send he was you calling messages out to you. because he Man. knew that this was coming down the pipe. Like eventually mm. it was our destiny to meet him and for us to go on this journey. It's a good point. And, and for sure that was him haunting you on Howl at the Moon night because we didn't invite him. So he's he, too young. Too right. young. He couldn't have come, but we should have gone on like an all ages night or gone or not gone right. at all. We shouldn't ever exclude the sector keeper. That's what he was trying to tell us. Huh. And he's been speaking to you for Apparently, so like it's a decade. kind of like um, Star Trek Three, or Ant Man and the Wasp, <laughs> or like yes, I guess if you want to use something that happened in the last year instead if of the last thirty five years, which is what I we all like to reference more. Yeah, but I'm going to go back, back to, to mine. Bones, <laughs> Bones was possessed by Spock after Spock put his consciousness in him at the end of Wrath of Khan, and he said, when he said remember, so that's sort of what I what's been happening to me. I've had a consci- a child ghost consciousness inside of me that's been that's exactly it. it out yeah huh what if one of us you know it would be a bummer to find out is like what if one of us like triggered his death what if there was some butterfly oh effect kind of scenario i i know i didn't as a child in 1994 yeah i'm not saying that i like went up with a knife and jabbed this kid or something or but like what huh. if some you know what might have happened you know he died in the fountain and maybe i was in line at jody maroney and i was the one person that made the line a little too long so he said mommy mommy let's go play in the fountains instead huh. and that's when he died like i don't know i, th- I think that might be the case i think we may be looking back like if we went and looked at photo albums of our whole lives, we'd see the sector keeper constantly in all of them. Mm. Wow. That's very possible. Huh. That's something to really think about leading into tomorrow's episode. Mm-hmm. Because wonder... what happens tomorrow? I mean, do we, we don't know how this is going to play out. We, we, no. We've been assuming the whole time that his spirit gets set free and that things go without incident. But also, I don't know. We're dealing know. with forces we don't even understand. We might find yeah. out things about ourselves, about him, about our guest. We'll certainly find out things about the parking garages, thankfully. Yes. Um, there's, a, there's a lot We're to We're telling so you right you now. And I, you know what? Let's, let's just hype it, who the guest is. Well, the most electrifying man in podcasting entertainment. What, now Why don't we, we leave now it at we that? Don't, now we don't say who it is. Yes. 
You oh, have you to wanted get to sh- with those clues. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is the ultimate challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talking garages. Uh, and a man who's been a co-worker of ours and various guys. Sure, yeah. Could you guess? Guess. Uh, uh, so, I mean, a lot to look forward Let's to tomorrow. A lot of loose ends are going to be wrapped. Mm-hmm. Every single loose end will be mm-hmm. perfectly wrapped up of this dense sprawling game of thrones-esque right. epic that we've been uh, we've been building uh-huh. but before tomorrow we have to wrap up today and there it is the sector stone the sector oh. 18 stone it is falling what is it is it it wait a minute Hey, it's Telly. It's hey, Sloppy Telly. Hey, sloppy Telly. Shake like his head and wow. smiling real big. Ah, uh, there's a little glimmer. A little, a little light is hidden his, uh, yeah. his bald dome there. It's he's got clear. a mouthful of sandwich. Yeah, and he's a little drunk. A little drunk. A little <laughs> but like a good drunk. But you know what? He's drinking I, a transformer. I do feel like that even if we bothered him with that mouthful of sandwich, he'd still play around a pool with us. Yeah. I agree. He but, was not one to turn down a, a game of billiards. But the stone is the exact size of a billiards right, ball, so, so can, we got to make sure it doesn't land on the table. Oh, yeah. Yep. How, do you think, sorry, so side note here, he was bald, and when he would have a cue ball, does anybody go, hey, the ball's like you are, Telly? And he'd go like, aha, so funny. Do you think that would happen? I think I think that's where he might draw a lot. Like, he would let friends the guy go at away. The, at the pool table if they did that? Crack the cue in half, <laughs> stab you down the middle, impale a couple of guys. Uh-huh. He, The guy who made the crack and the guys who laughed. Yeah. And, and, then, and then throws everybody out the window. They all land in the pool. And then he says, that's what happens if you mess with Telly, baby. And then everyone would just clap that was in the hotel that didn't get beat up. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Because they got to they got to see it was like seeing Kojak live, Man. which would have been a great stunt show. Great stunt show for Universal Studios with actual Telly Savalas. And he was there. Yeah, big missed opportunity. That's our plus up of just like the '80s of Universal Studios in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I guess we made it. We're at the end of the episode. I guess yeah. it's another turning point a fork stuck in the road mm. <laughs> i feel like having to wrap this up it's like time is grabbing us by the by wrist, the wrist and directing and directs us, us where to go. go yeah wow just like the keeper <laughs> it's all tying together as will it all tomorrow mm-hmm. all right see you tomorrow for the grand finale bye forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced dog. by mike carlson Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>